At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Fuck you. This, this is going back religion. to why, why oh, the justice system is fucking broken. Because you're using a Fuck fallacy you. to justify your... your I damage. prayed and he shouldn't get any jailed. Fuck you. I'm just going to fuck you. Just that. Just fuck you. That is bullshit. It is such bullshit. I'm fucking over that crap. These are people are violent offenders. These are the very people that you sit and say, it's only violent offenders that should be in jail. And then you actually get a violent offender in front of you and you say that shit. Fucking makes me so mad. It is time now for something positive. We might be headed to the promised land. Of speaking the truth and finding... Our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning. It is not the finale. And that's why we're here. And that's why we rally, 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 rally. And we've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. A way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Welcome back to Public Access America. Check out our live live stream on YouTube. Um, I didn't get to say it, but congratulations to John Deere. How about that? They, yeah, they got their. The, they got, they got their, what they wanted. They got their stuff all sorted out. Yeah, I love that. I'm, that's what that's what unions do. Are you a big union guy? Um, I see the benefits in some unions and and some not. I I've kind of been one of those. I've been one of those people where I've seen firsthand where unions have benefited people, mm-hmm. and especially in terms of safety and and health of their employees. But I I've also been firsthand to see how there are certain unions out there that are just they don't pull their fucking weight and they're yeah. literally just a cash grab. And the people that are under, you know, that are under them are just unhappy in general and right. they can't get their union leadership to actually do anything useful for them. It is a, a micro <clears throat> government, isn't it? It could be yeah. good. It, it could be bad. And that's, and that's the tough part is it's like, mm-hmm. you know, genuinely I, I do support the ability for workers to band together, you know, especially to demand safety changes. Like, yes, like having worked in some dangerous industries like the mm-hmm. oil and gas industry like safety should always be a priority no matter what and when your employees are telling you that there's something going on that's unsafe you need to be pro employee and you need to figure out what you got to do in order to make something as safe as possible i you know there's a lot of things my my father and i don't agree on but my father is been one of those people when it comes to working in the oil field like he is he has shut down job sites over safety issues because because it's you know it's important you know people want you know nobody nobody should want to you know finish the job at the cost of somebody being maimed or killed right somebody's losing an arm so we get one more one more uh barrel out that makes sense right no, and, and and so there's a lot of cases out there where I've seen I've seen unions do some great work. So I think it I really think it just depends on the union and okay. the union leadership. I like that. Okay. I love unions, so I'm a big fan of them. Oh, Jeffrey. What you I got? got a, I got a good well, it's a terrible, terrible, terrible story, <clears throat> but you know, we don't expose China enough. And um mm-hmm. A tennis star in China that I'm, I really apologize to everybody. I don't know how to say her name. She went missing because she alleged um, a high-ranking official or former official abused her sexually. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, it's so gross. Uh, the, the Olympics, they're, they're calling them out. They might want to boycott Beijing, mm-hmm. you know, unless an investigation is started. I want to say that I don't support 
I never, I wasn't supporting the Olympics in Beijing to begin with. I think we should boycott them for their treatment of Uyghurs and, you know, just their general treatment of their own people. So did you, did you hear about this? Did you have any thoughts on it? Should I shorthand some more to you? Um, no, no, I've, I've read up on this one and, and this is really fucked up, but I, unfortunately I wish that this wasn't the case. You know, it, it's, this is one of those ones where we're shitting on China for this because it's China, but any other woman who's ever accused a politician of sexual misconduct gets the same level of, of treatment silenced and poo pooed. It's just that in this case, you know, she's disappeared, but in, but in, in, you know, cases like here, you know, you just get you you just get this entire level of oh well what was she doing well did she deserve it it's like the fuck is this bullshit you know it's it's a it's a greater problem that exists across the world yeah and it's convenient for people here to shit on China over this but they're going to be the same there's a lot of them that are going to be the same people who won't demand this level of of openness with stuff that happens here i mean like monica Lewinsky was shunned and she was shunned shit on i mean bastardized mm-hmm. she was everything and now like 15 years later she has a documentary out a book out she's on all the talk shows people love her now mm-hmm. and that's never going to happen for this tennis star and i think no. that's the big difference here this tennis star is never going to come back and I, what it made me think, I had a note and I erased it because I was like, is this the future that Trump supporters want? The authoritarian government where a politician can just see you on the street, pick you up, rape you, dump you out, and then have somebody come and just disappear you. Is that what, th- because that's what we're headed for if we vote for an authoritarian you know what i mean and mm-hmm. so i wanted this covered because it, this is our future this is 20 years from now if trump wins you know right. so i want people to get used to this i mean and for the record not every politician is straight there's a lot of politicians that are that like men too and mm-hmm. so you have to realize this you could get raped and dumped you mm-hmm. know white guys that support them that get close to these people <laughs> so, <laughs> I was going to say, there's, there's been far more Republicans uh, that have been caught sucking dicks in airport bathrooms than there have been Democrats. Exactly. And so that should be a concern for everyone and, and, that wants to get close to this. Well, and here's the thing. is like, I don't care if somebody wants to suck a dick. I question the <laughs> need for it to be in an airport bathroom. That's what the fuck. Yeah. Airport bathrooms are gross. Risky behavior. I'm not but, 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 but the thing is, is that, you know, it's oh, this, it, it's this weird predatory system that has allowed this silencing to continue. And yeah, the fact yeah. of the matter is, is that, like I said, it's easy for us to shit on China, be, you know, over this because it's China. I want to shit do, on China for this. We do the exact, almost the exact same thing here. It's yeah. just that you don't get disappeared. Right. You might get Epstein, but. <clears throat> <laughs> you might get disappeared, but in China, the odds are greater. And I, yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to address this because I I don't think a lot of people are talking about China and I think they get silenced when they do and we don't have that issue so if somebody's going to bring it up I think that's gross I think we should all boycott the Beijing Olympics and now here's another reason for it well that's and that's you know in the same vein in the same news cycle I don't know if this is on your list but there's a there's a 20 year old that just uh, got convicted of raping a couple of minors. And the judge is a quote unquote democratic judge who's not afraid to admit that he prays, prayed about this case and sentenced the guy to zero days in jail. Oh, I'm like, fuck you. This this is going back to why, why the justice system is fucking broken. Because you're using a fallacy to justify your, your I prayed and he shouldn't get any jailed. Fuck you. I'm just going to fuck you. Just that. Just fuck you. That is bullshit. It is bullshit. such bullshit. I'm fucking over that crap. It is, these are people are violent offenders. These are the very people that you sit that say, it's only violent offenders that should be in jail. And then you actually get a violent offender in front of you and you say that shit. Fucking mm. makes me so mad. Yeah, we we're, we've we've touched on that a little bit. Um, 
Yeah, Debbie is Debbie is bringing up a great point. It's it's about the uneven application, and 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 okay. it's it's stuff that we talked about, like with with uh, you know, with Rittenhouse and Ahmad Arbery's cases. Mm. There, the application is so uneven. Okay, I think it's it's like the statue of David. If you look at it from behind, it's a great ass. But if you look at it from the front, it's just a little dick. And I think it's all on the perspective. If you're a white guy, the criminal justice system looks just fine. But if you're a vulnerable woman, it's fucked. If you're a black person, it's fucked. If you're a Latino, it's fucked. If you're LGBT, it's fucked. You know <laughs> exactly. And that's that's exactly what Debbie was just saying. Is is right. that you know it's you know. If you're a white guy, you get, you know, your life mm. is ahead of you and this, that, and the other, but everybody else, it's, you know, you yeah. get the book thrown at you. And, and that's this, this uneven application is such bullshit. Agreed. We'll have to get Debbie on to literally talk more about that. Cause that, that's, that's smart. That's a smart conversation to have. Mm -hmm. Although we Absolutely. all know it, we all know it happens. Somebody asked me, like, why would Kyle Rittenhouse get off? And I said, because it's a two-tiered system where if you can afford it, you can avoid it. Mm -hmm. That's exactly. Well, I mean, it, it's it's. I wish I could say it's just two-tiered. It's number one, if you can afford it, you can avoid it, and then so so that's number one. And then number two, it's if you're a certain skin color is on top of that, you can avoid it. Oh sure, I because mean, we've had we've had you've had rich black men, you know, and rich yeah. rich Latino men get convicted of shit that their white counterparts have never been convicted of. Maybe I think it's a sliding scale of color and money. Well, money money for sure because money affords you the best defense possible, and when you have a, a defense team that is entirely dedicated to your case, mm. you get you get all the sets of eyes that you could ever imagine to work all the different scenarios that you would want to have in a case. And you can also pay the political uh, campaigns of that judge or the people that support that judge or have influence on that judge <clears throat> to influence that judge. Mm. You know, I mean, I, I kind of think I'm, I think that judge is who the judge is in Kyle Rittenhouse, but I also think there's a lot of dark money flowing in and around that case. You know, there's, it would it would yeah. be ridiculous for me to believe that a judge that has a campaign and is elected wasn't influenced somehow by some campaign donations that <laughs> will be found later. You know, right? I have yeah. problems with with both ways of the of how judges are appointed, how you have. Um, how you have you know judges who get voted in by the public for example mm -hmm. and how you have judges that are also just political appointees right like this it's one of those things where it's like i don't trust either way because you know that yeah. you know a judge that gets appointed by a political system holds a certain set of beliefs that they're always going to adjudicate on and whether that's you know liberal or conservative it doesn't right. matter and but then when you have judges that you know run and get elected you know that there's donations involved it's it's uh, yeah it's a shitty it just, system you know if 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 your choices where it's like here's all the judges they're not allowed to campaign they're, they right. don't get they don't get donations and you mm. get to vote on them i would be fine with that Okay. Like, like you remove the money aspect and the, the campaigning yeah. aspect right. of it. It's like, here's, here's my experience. You can't do anything. I would probably be fine with that. Just there's because a, there's you know, the idea of putting money in a coffer and then distributing that for, for uh campaigns. So publicly funded campaign. I don't think judges should campaign. Though. Like th that's well, the thing no, is, they, is that, yeah, is, is that, <clears throat> I know that every person's going to have their core set of beliefs, whether they're liberal in how they apply the laws or conservative. I mean, and, and that's, that's it something have that to you just have to reconcile. Foremost, though. Like it's, pol it's political, just... political perspective isn't first and foremost on 95% of people's plates. Yep. <clears throat> and, and, and that's the, and that's a reality is, is that it's, it's not. Uh, right. But it's still there, and you have to admit it. It's it's, yeah. it's it's one of those things that you just have to admit in in the process. Yeah. And then after that, you know, what do you? How do you make sure that the process is is fair and balanced? Like, don't get me wrong. You can have you know, people can go out and campaign for who they think is going to be the best judge. It just can't be at the. To me, it just shouldn't be at uh, the head of a campaign by a judge. 
Like, right. I just don't think money should be flowing. Like if people want to volunteer their time to say, Hey, you know, I like this particular judge. She would be our first judge of color. You know, mm-hmm. she's, you know, like, you know, uh, we like here. They just and, shouldn't get paid by the campaign to do that. And they shouldn't be exactly. paying the campaign for the campaign to say. Exactly. And, and there shouldn't be any campaign donations going towards any group that's going to go out and do this. It's like, this right. is one of those ones where judges in a, in a very, I mean, personally, I'd like to see this with all, you know, political cases, uh, political, Mm -hmm. but judges specifically is one where it's like, you want the system to be fair and unbiased. Yeah. And if the people are going to vote on a judge, then you have to remove the money as well. Because people who donate, people who donate expect something. They expect Mm -hmm. something back. And that's why they're donating. I also exactly. think, not to get too far on a tangent, but another suggestion is the Freedom to Vote Act, which in it contains transparency, um, an audit at the end and beginning of the campaign cycle, so that you see where the money came from and when. Mm-hmm. And I like yep. that. It, and it also removes foreign money and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So. I, I I like transparency. I like the idea. I, pr- I like transparency. I like transparency uh, when you have when you're going to have all of these things involved. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But if you want to make it easier, none of it should be involved. Right. I agree. I agree. So, um, here's a, ooh the bright spot in my day, Jeffrey. Let's see. Oh, we're still on Chinese girl. I feel bad about that. She looks so nice. So. Okay, so Biden had a had a get together with the Canadian president and the Mexican president, and I know people just see that as just uh, some little bullshit thing. To me, it's the Justice League of our future, and so it was a bright spot to me. Somebody actually recognized that Canada, Mexico, and the United States combined have a bigger economy than China. And mm-hmm. so that's cool. I like that. So let's grow that. Let's make that bigger, people. <laughs> Absolutely. Let's and let's so, make it bigger. Let's 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 yeah. get the rest of Central America involved. Yeah. You know, let's let's invest more in Mexico and get them to be a powerhouse along yes. with us. You know, like we've talked about before. You know, people have a lot of migrant issues and you know immigration mm-hmm. issues. And as we've said, you're not going to fix those issues unless you help build the infrastructure and workforce in these places and build the yeah. safety and security in these places to where they're like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm safe staying here now. Yes. But you know, I, you know who I want to give me advice on my immigration policy? Hmm. The guys on my borders. You know what I mean? Like having the Mexican president pushing for immigration reform and being a voice about input into it that could reduce our need for a border altogether and that's my dream right like if we're working mm-hmm. with these people then there's no need to like sneak back and forth because <clears throat> guess what there's a sidewalk there we just built it because we're working together mm-hmm. it's the three amigos going at it you know what i mean like, it's, you know if if you can focus on you know the custom side of it what are people bringing across the border Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can deal a lot better with you know. Are there drugs coming in? Are there illegal yes. things coming in, going out? Instead of you know, oh hey, we got people that are going to come in and work. You know, and that's but having the ability to work with. I've always said this: uh, um, an America's force, right? Mm-hmm. Mexico, Canada, all of us. Panama, you know, Uruguay, whatever's down there in Brazil, let's bring some troops up here and train us because then we could literally track these these shipments. Like right now we're like, oh, it's at the border. Now Mexico could be like this just in truck coming to your border. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, and I mean there is a lot of that that's happening already. I'm sure, it's just that it could be, be cool. it could be better because, you know, yeah, we couldn't judge it, each other's peoples as we were doing it. Right. And and that's the thing is, is like, you know, Canada needs a workforce to do certain yeah. things. We need a workforce to do certain things. We need better places to put factories that are not in yes. fucking China. Because guess know? what? Guess what? Oh, supply chain disruptions. Not if they're in Mexico, right? If Apple's in Mexico, we're getting the iPhone 14 tomorrow. <laughs> right. And, and that's the thing is, is like those those kind of jobs that pay better that Slightly. you know places the the for where they're at 
250 a month versus $10 an hour is a big difference unless you're somebody looking at more. Like the United States base minimum is 15, but in Mexico it's like 5. So it's Which, still cheaper labor. That's what absolutely. I Absolutely. You know, and that's the thing is is that if, you know, with 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 the with all those people that could have access to more stable work and that's that's the biggest issue is the lack yes. of stable work especially as we're looking to shore up some of our own industries like you know for example you, you know if the the u.s should do it right it's like we're not going to be dealing with chip shortages if we produce chips in the u.s but all these right. other components that we're needing yeah. let's get those let's get all of that built in canada and mexico and central america and PPE, latin america vaccines auto parts everything let's stop exploiting um slave labor in a communist regime and start putting it to work in our in our area because, I mean, I just want everybody to imagine we're not keeping people from Mexico out. We're not keeping them in. What we're doing is offering jobs in Mexico and here and allowing people to live wherever they want in the hemisphere, mm -hmm. right? And so there is no more problem with immigration. They're going where the jobs are. You're going to see white people immigrating to Mexico. You're going to see Mexicans coming here. And that's an amazing thing. And if you Which, include let's, Canada, let's, yeah. the resources, land, and possibilities are endless. Let's, I, I mean, let's, let's talk about that, this. you know, because this is one of those things where it's always been like, you know, oh, we don't want the Mexicans coming here. But how many people have you heard say that when they're, when they retire, they're just going to go live in Mexico? Mm -hmm. Every Mexican I know. Well, every, but what about white people? They're building white people communities in Mexico because the uh, health um, people that need to be watched have nursing. It's mm -hmm. cheaper. You know what I mean? Well, it's cheaper, and and that's why people want to go live in Mexico or Costa Rica or whatever. I mean, yeah. personally, I wouldn't mind living in a place where you know I can go surfing and all that other fun stuff. Just mm -hmm. spend a, spend my mornings out on the fucking water. I right? love. I love. I miss the water. Me too. But <clears throat> it's one of those things where you know we talk about how we you know how so many people don't want mexicans coming here but mm -hmm. you know they're perfectly fine with moving into mexico it's like right ooh that's the real manifest destiny of you and that's not a good look but my problem is let's keep them out to me I always said let's keep them impoverished mm -hmm. which which cuts off a limb for us you know what i mean it's like they could be what whatever what china's doing right now could be mexico and our money, instead of going across the globe to a communist regime, would be building Mexico, which in cooperation would be helping us mm. and in, in our supply chain. It would become so big, we wouldn't need a border. And my my statement has always been, we don't need a border. We need equilibrium and economy. So that people aren't forced to come here for jobs when they want to live there. Their home, their family, their their history is there. But they come here not because they want to screw some white person, because they want to make their life better there. And mm. so that's what I love. The equally, equilibrium of an economy, Oof, that's exciting to me. I want people Absolutely. to think about that one. You know, mm -hmm. And that just goes to, we. I mean... No more propping up China with our fucking technology. Like we go to Apple, Apple goes to China. China says, "Sure, give us half your technology and half of your profits." You know, like China is insists on being included on the board, right? If you're in mm. China, so yep. You need yep. a, you need a Chinese funder, a Chinese funder or mentor to be on in your business to do business in china that wouldn't be in mexico so your your stuff would be cheaper just based on the fact that uh, apple doesn't have to spend money on being in that territory mm -hmm. and you could feel better about not using um you know not exploiting cheap labor like that right yeah i'm excited about that that one was my big one of the day um yeah um apparently our subsidies are affecting Canada's electric car market. So that's something we need to work out, you know? Uh, and, and, you know, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. The, the problem, 
Yeah, it's a small thing. It's a small thing. Canada has always provided us with services while we pri- we provide them with product. And Trump kind of altered that a little bit. Yep. You know, and that's, you know, and, and my hope is, is that, you know, we can figure out how to help boost their electric car market, whether mm-hmm. it's production here in the U.S. or, yeah. you know, easier access to the market. Because, you know, we do, we need I mean, like I've said it a thousand times, and I know I've said it so many on this show, there's no reason why Detroit couldn't have become the electric motor city. It will. I think it it should. I think think Detroit could come roaring back as the electric motor city. And that's, you know, there's a really interesting one. I saw that uh, I saw someone convert uh, uh, an old C10 Chevy pickup into an electric vehicle. And I mean to tell you, dude, it looked fucking good. I love that classic style. Like, huh? I want an old box Chevy. I oh, yeah. love those old box Chevys. They were fucking hardy as hell. You could do, mm. you could just, this thing, you couldn't kill those things, man. Right. And and they, there's just something beautiful about them, too. But now, like, give me that classic look, but make it electric. Oh, fuck yeah. I would oh, yeah. down for that. I would, yeah. I want that in a heartbeat. It's like, do I want a modern pickup? Absolutely. But if I could have an electrical 77 Chevy pickup, (laughs) oh, fuck, are you kidding? I have that in a heartbeat. Yeah. You know, modernize that thing a little bit. The future is 30 years. That's what it's going to be. Start now. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I would would love that so much. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love... I love the rumble of that old 350 Chevy. Mm-hmm. It, it just it has it has a place in my heart like no other. But sure. at the same time too, like my my need for a, a pickup to haul things and do things like that has never been that great. Right. But it's still there. And the justification is is like I can't justify how much gas it sucks up. I can't justify uh how much maintenance there has been on it but man if mm. chevy could just pull out that old fucking you know 77 step side look yeah. but put it in an electric motor package i would buy that fucker in a heartbeat because it is mm. such a beautiful look and isn't isn't i mean it's a short it's a short walk to say electric vehicles release us from our independence from foreign oil creating an america first per, um scenario Absolutely. Right? It it detaches us for dependence, which is Trump's thing. So mm-hmm. everyone you, you can't complain about get high gas prices if you're not buying gas, right? If you exactly so I don't see buying any... buying electri- electricity that's made in America. Right. But framing it as uh you're gonna save the planet by buying an electric car might work for one market, but for another market uh, eliminating independence, you know? eliminating so, dependence on on foreign markets. Yeah, right. That works. I think that's. I think that might be a messaging strategy for. You know, Democrats are always scared that they'll lose their ideal versions if they come to the middle to talk. You know, and I always see us as like the MPs that go running to the wounded on the other side, and that we're like, hey, guess what? It's not that bad. Come over here. Come here. Come here. Let's talk. You know, <laughs> I'm right. not trying to pull somebody to the left flank of the wall we're running into the middle we're running into the right pulling them back to the middle and saying here's a safe zone you know what i mean right you know and and that's the thing is is that you know i i want these big oil companies to become big energy companies and and make up energy here in america and not buy it from other places and they are they they really are and and i want to encourage them to do that faster i want to encourage us to have the infrastructure Mm -hmm. to support electric vehicles I want to be able to have cool fucking electric vehicles that, you know, there's some of them that are looking really fucking futuristic. I want that fucking classic look, that, that yeah. box Chevy with that I fucking chrome it. bumper. You get oh, God. 63 split window vet uh, electric. I'm fucking buying that if I had right? money, you know? Right. Give me that fucking classic yeah. look and give me some modern muscle van. Line. Give me a 50s panel van. Fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, like a, a fucking Chevy Bel Air. Oh, yeah. yeah. With the whale oh, fins. Ooh. You know it. Give me that fucking. <laughs> uh, or, or, or what was it? A 63 Mercury Comet with that wow. fucking, uh, with, a, with an electric on it. Oh, man. 
like that classic look, you know, just enhance the safety yeah. of them, you know, with, you know, give us, give us that old classic look with the modern safety on it, the crumple yeah. zones and everything and modern interior outside classic, right? Oh yeah. Like yeah. it would just be absolutely gorgeous. That style stuck around because, mm-hmm. you know, that style has stuck around and become popular because it's been etched in our memories. Hell like, yeah. Like that, you know, 84 Chevy pickup, you know, with it just, it's still there in my memory and it still is just as beautiful as ever. They made cars smaller and more efficient because of the fuel, right? Right. So what what you're saying is if we go to electric, we can then suddenly have a trunk that'll fit 10 people again. (laughs) Right. Oh God, a big old, imagine a big old Lincoln Continental where you could fit 10 people, you know, five in the front bench. You didn't need a pickup truck yet. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Oh, oh God, I, Debbie would kill for this, but you know, freaking El Camino, that's all electric. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, hell yeah. All electric El Camino. Oh my God. Debbie has a Prius right now, but Debbie would be like, fuck this thing. I want an El Camino. (laughs) Yes. My grandma used to have a yellow, like fifties Cadillac. She always had the newest version of the Cadillac. I'm from a great era. 71. I was born. So I got to see cars from that era all over the place it's a shame what's happened to vehicles my neighbor has like the new um charger and and then somebody was saying the charger is owned by fiat and i was like oh that doesn't even go together for me you know like that hurts my brain i could never buy a charger from fiat (laughs) it hurts no and, and i think that's you know one of the glories of what could be done I mean, Hummer has come out with an all-electric Hummer now, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's fantastic. I think the big one was Ford, the F-150, because that's yep. like, that's a huge... Ford, Ford, hit, right. Ford is putting out an F-100 as an all-electric. What? I didn't even yeah. know there was an F-100. No, it's their old 70s model, dude. Really? Yeah, it's got a frunk in, you know, it's got the frunk, but it's, it's, yeah, go check it out. It looks fucking wow. killer as a classic. It's, it's going to be an all electric. I love that. You know, I think it's fantastic. People were complaining about this past climate summit that there was um, fossil fuel representatives there. And I thought to my, uh, people were complaining about that. And I was like, aren't they the people we want there? Like, don't we want to have them be a part of the discussions about the transition. Like, I don't see them as much fighting uh, an entire summit as going there to learn that, like, where, how do we stay ahead of the curve and financially? Because you know they want to be ahead of green technologies so they can make the money off of it, right? So I'm not mad that they were there. What do you think about that? No, I, you know, we shouldn't be mad that they were there. There'd be like a Republican sitting in on a Democratic convention to see what right. you know what they've got to do. But you know, if there's something that you know their constituents can benefit from, now the question is, is you know how do you how do you create that benefit, but in conservative terms, yeah. you know, and it's 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 no different to me. It's like, hey, how do we how do we learn about what's going to happen? 
but put our ideas into it so that way we can make it happen in a way that actually works for us. Because once again, governments will decide what's going to happen. And then when they try to do it themselves, they fuck it up. But when you right. put private industry in, in, in the reins, they usually come up with a better, more efficient in terms of production and cost model yeah. uh, that, that is going to be able to be more widely adopted. Because here's the thing is like with the, with the, with a lot of these technologies, when the government is the one that pushes it and they're the only ones that sell it, it's usually really fucking expensive. So what does that mean? Only the rich people get it. But right. when you can create different tiers that allow for people of various income models to buy it, mm. great. That means that you're able to get that technology into more hands. Sure, it might mm. not be like a Tesla for the rich people. It might be a Chevy Bolt. <laughs> Right, right. But guess but what? The, that still has viable. That still has viable and valuable use. The goal is for everybody to want what's best for the general public or people, right? Like in government, right. we want both Democrats and Republicans having all the information they can have, so that they they create a future for the people, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, it's important to realize that if. If if one side is trying to score points by screwing Joe Biden, it hurts everybody. It hurts all Americans when Joe Biden loses. It hurts all Americans when Donald Trump loses. It hurts all Americans when this happens. So we gotta we gotta we we gotta stop with what we're doing in the division because it's about helping the people. That Build Back Better thing, like it does a lot. I wasn't happy about the process. I'm still not happy about some of the things that aren't included that never even got attention like that was my problem but the things that are in it really are going to make a difference to people that need that stuff mm -hmm. it's a it's a safety net that like germany built over 40 years that we didn't so mm -hmm. we need a safety net and I, I i appreciate that because i don't think people understand when republicans come back to power their plan is to gut medicare and cut social security and i was trying to explain to my friend that if you if you eliminate the payroll tax, then that Social Security doesn't get funded. Mm -hmm. But as Jeffrey told us, our borrowing power comes from our constant flow into Social Security, and we won't be able to raise a deficit if we don't have something to borrow on. You know, it's a collapse of everything. Yep. If we don't have if we don't have that giant bank account to borrow against, we fall apart. And we move into austerity measures, which I mean, honestly, a lot of times I think we should anyways, we're spending at a rate that, you know, if, if social security collapses, there's yes. a lot of bills that come due and guess right. what? we don't have $29 trillion. To oh, pay we do. Right now. We do in social security. And then the American people don't have social security. And well, that's, that's what I'm saying. If they, if they cut off the payroll tax, we have five years until it's dry. Yep. Which means we won't have 20, 29 trillion to pay back if no, we get no. it you know what i mean and 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 fundamentally that's that's a problem we shouldn't be borrowing at the rate that we are Agreed. i will say that that's one thing that i do appreciate like like i know everybody shits on warren buffett but i like the warren buffett models every time that debt goes three percent above gdp congress doesn't get paid until they fucking fix the budget yeah but don't fix it by cutting services to the poorest people in the country you know well <laughs> i'm sorry if you're gonna if you're gonna fix the the deficit by cutting medicare well i depend on that please don't do that <laughs> but here's the thing is is that as it stands right now that's going to get cut if we end up having to if we end up going into a default mm. yeah like, exactly, exactly you're gonna lose you're gonna, so that's so that's where our problem lies right now is is that mm -hmm. like you're on the cusp of losing it either way. The question is, is what, how do we, how do we stop that from happening yeah. in a way that makes sense? You know, and, and this is where number one, people are getting pissed about our, our rising uh, interest in isolationism. And I, I don't see us as becoming isolationist. I do see us as having, you know, still a sizable, you know, military availability, like having our ships sailing around and ensuring right of passage for commerce. Sure, sure. sure. But like we did in the fucking 1900s and 1800s. Right. But I don't see us as, you know, I don't see us as someone who should police. be getting involved in, in being the world police. Right. Europe needs to get their own shit together in order to defend themselves. I mean, it's, 
it's been what 80 years since right. the second world war began for us almost mm-hmm. this year will be 80 years um and the reality is is that we still got troops in europe and yep. europe needs to defend itself you know against these and whatever yeah. issues there there might be oh you mean a hundred thousand masked russian soldiers on the fucking ukraine border that, on and, and that's where and that's where <laughs> and that's where like we can have very specific needs you know very specific targeted needs met uh-huh you know where that, we show europe, up but europe is waiting for us to send a hundred thousand troops to counter that when they could just each send twenty thousand troops from every country right and no, or, like, or ten thousand or five thousand and then we can fund in the way we want to and send troops and support the way we want to like f- fight your own battles and we'll back you up europe you know <laughs> exactly you know it's you know it, it, it's a consensus it, it, exactly and then that way it's not Oh hey, the U.S. is getting involved in this bullshit again. No, it's right. the European Union, and and then they can call in the U.S. for support. I think that's what I'm talking about with the America's force. I know it sounds mm-hmm. like um, space force, but a NATO for this hemisphere. And then mm-hmm. yes, like you're saying, oh, the European Union needs help. Let's ha- address that with our America's NATO, right? And then. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they can have a delegate here too. You know, like we had, we had people come in and watch our elections from the European union, from NATO or the UN or wherever it was. I'm not saying cut our international cooperation, but we need a, a, we need a, an America's force to defend, to defend and also to cut the conversations, you know, because I know somebody from Honduras might have an issue and call some senator here. He's not the guy to call, right? Or tries to call some mayor from here. That, that's not the way it works. We need better transparency and communication at all times. Absolutely. You know? yeah. Absolutely. But I love, I just loved seeing those leaders. I wish, Jeffrey, I don't know why it gave me a, a buzz like it was the end of Justice League, seeing those three guys stand together, you know? And it was just the possibilities of it all. It's just, there's so much rhetoric going around that we never focus on how to fix something that long term. But those three guys, like, just put it in my face. Like, there it is. The possibility. And that's, and that's, and that's what I think both parties that are in charge right now need to really sit down and figure out together. Is it's like, yeah. you know us alone is not a good not going to be enough to counter china right but but the three of us together can be a significant force and and a force for each other and and a helping hand for each other in the rise of in the right. rise of a country that seems to be hell bent on you know in the case of taiwan aggression <laughs> yeah, well they say we want a one china through negotiation or force they don't they don't care yeah they say through negotiation it's like it's like putting up a dead or a live poster you know uh-huh. that fucking person's coming in dead yeah, right. or they're not going to stay alive once they get in yeah oh no i totally get that i um i i just see it as us just complaining about something that we're spending money on you know what i mean oh yeah that's to me it's like somebody going i gotta get rid of all these leftovers in my fridge yeah you put them there you know like, <laughs> right right <laughs> so yeah all right. Uh, let's see what else did I have. I don't. Oh, oh shit! I thought I was out of options. So, Republican Congressman Paul Grossar depicted um, scenes of anime in which he what killed killed AOC kills, and kills threatened AOC to kill the and, president, and and um, then is fighting Biden like it was, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the response from republican leadership which i think is gross was we're going to we're going to try and censor you when you get back like who's doing that Do you, have you seen a democrat actually depicting the death of a republican like can we draw the, no, can but, we draw but, a line at the but threats? we do we do have a line and and uh, i'm going to point back to kathy kathy griffin when she had that image of her yep. with donald trump's head right i was like Ooh, that's a that's yikes. That's but that's, guess what? So were we. So we're yeah. Democrats, and so we're independents. We were like, oh no, you don't go there. No, like, like, because that that in and of itself is a huge problem. It's like mm-hmm. you know, um, that yeah. was that should have been the line in the sand, and and both parties should have been like, okay, we got to pull this back. This is not right. okay. Somebody um, mentioned, remember Al Franken? And I was like, you know, I've heard Al Franken. Al Franken. 
El Franken. Franken speak. And honestly, he's not the most woke individual. Like he's not. No. I'm not saying that he's a caveman, but I'm saying there might have been a lot of underlying activities that led to that final removal. I'm not trying to judge a situation I don't right. know enough about behind the scenes, but I think we should all. I think this was Democrats drawing a line, saying, "Don't do that." She's a woman. She's a congresswoman. She's a she's a a woman of color. Like, there's so many reasons why you just don't do this, and we need to draw a line in the sand. Like privately, even Paul Grossar was like, "Oh, that was a mistake." But then they censured him, and he retweeted it like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, that was a t- like. Yeah, I will say though that it does highlight a couple of things. Like number one, Kathy Griffin had the FBI show up and uh-huh. interrogate her. Now the question is: Is did Paul Gosar get that same treatment? And I'm going to go with no. Why right. politicians don't have to do that? So if the if the threshold becomes that politicians can vaguely tweet death threats to other politicians. Mm-hmm. Which, let's be real honest, if if you, you know, being an edgelord and, and tweeting videos of killing politicians is your thing, you should probably stop because, yeah, you don't want that visit from the green weenie, number one. And number two, like, especially if you're a politician, like, if if this is what it's going to become is, is we're going to just depict a, our party killing the other party then you know this isn't this this experiment in democracy isn't going to work for much longer i think it i think that's too big of a scope for people i i like the theory of what if the person that sits at the desk next to you just fucking showed you a light a knife and went like that like slit their throat motion like mm-hmm. just like one of your co-workers at burger king just looking at you going i'm gonna fucking kill you after work you know, that's what it was to me a co-worker talking to another co-worker because these people work in the same buildings they live in the same town for a, a period of time they are in the same circles and that would suck to just be out to eat one day and see paul Grossart. i know his name is gozart <laughs> grosser but just seeing him like you know sitting there at the table next to you that would be disturbing to me after that happened and it would be disturbing to me if i got a threat from any coworker, and then i saw them outside of work you know well and and, and especially when we're in an era where people are looking for a reason to do something dumb yeah. like you don't know if someone is going to look at what ha- what that was you know depicting aoc and then decide yeah you know what fuck it today is the day or if someone goes, I can't stand what Gosar did, so I've got to get revenge. You know, right. it's one of those things where it's like, this is not a healthy option for anybody. And this shit's got right. to stop. It's like, look, battle bad policy for fuck's sake. Like, right. like there's plenty of bad, bad policy that the left is pushing. There's plenty of bad policy that the right is pushing. But when you're making vague, you know, references to death threats and and you killing people like that's not politics anymore that's just fucking dumb that's you not knowing politics that's honestly you not going not wanting to sit at a board meeting or a commission meeting and shut up and watch the process it's you not going online to see how the process works that's you trying to cut through all of that and say yeah i know everybody else has waited their turn but fuck that i'm louder and that doesn't work that doesn't work for me intimidation i think goes to the back of the line every time absolutely i I heard your buddy on rachel maddow by the way which one anthony ah from uh uh, I had his name in my head until I went to say it. Damn it. And I didn't write it down because it wasn't. A, I was going to talk to you about it off air. Fuentes? Oh, um, Adrian. Air, Adrian. Adrian yes. Adrian. He was on the news. I guess somebody's trying to start a new investigation. Mark Burnovich, to, the, uh, yeah, the AG yeah, yeah. of Arizona. Fuck yeah. I love it. Um, the guy asked him, how many of the votes are, are paper and how many are not? And Adrian was like, they're all paper. And the fact mm-hmm. that you ask that you're asking that question means you know nothing. <laughs> I was just like, "Fuck yeah, I want this guy. I want to talk to him." But well, not about this. <laughs> and that's and that's the thing is, is that like, you know, 
Adrian ran a great election top to bottom. Like you, did. you can, you can, you can, you can get pissed about how many places he opened up for voting, the way that he's defended mail-in voting, you know, I mean, for fuck's sake, you know, we here we've had mail-in voting in Washington and our secretary of state has been a Republican for God knows how long. Right. And Biden just actually picked her up. Yeah. She's a, you know, Kim Wyman. She's yep. a Republican. I will say I didn't vote for her, but you know, the fact of the matter is, is that she's ran, a, she's ran solid elections here in the U S uh, here in Washington. And when it came to the voting process, she's been very vocal about the fact that, you know, Trump's stuff was bullshit and she's been the target of the GOP here in the state. Yeah. And the fact, you know, she ran a great election sh uh, ship and the fact that Biden sees that and sees that, you know, she's a conservative that's running a great election process and, sure. tried, and picked her up is fantastic, you know. Biden is so, purple, by the way. He's not red. He's not yeah, blue. He's, he's, purple. he's purple. And and that's what and that's what people need to understand is is that he's he you know he he's a moderate. He always has been. Uh -huh. And the fact that people you know the fact that people are calling like the infrastructure bill communism is just fucking hilarious oh, to me. Oh, the Biden McConnell infrastructure bill. Yeah. yeah, the Biden McConnell infrastructure bill. Like infrastructure is good for everybody. Like <laughs> y'all need roads. It it reminds me of a kid crying for ice cream while he's eating ice cream. Like, I want ice cream as he's eating ice cream. Re you know, like, conservatives are like, yeah, that's communist. Put the road right there. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Right. And so, for me, it's like, wow, this is it's something performative, special. right? It oh, it's, it's become performative. It is. And it's like, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight this communist bullshit. No, no, no. It needs to be 30 feet wide. Right. It's right. so bad for you and, and the lead pipes right there. Thanks. <laughs> uh, can we get a can we get a spot welder over here? Can you tack that in place? Thank you. Um, thanks for the job. I'm going to go do the work on the bridge. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's like the I mean, if if we're going to call infrastructure like that communist, then it means that Eisenhower was the biggest communist that we ever had. Mhm. Mm yeah, yeah. Which but is, Joe Biden didn't get yeah. didn't get elected to be Eisenhower. You know? <laughs> hey, no, no, up. whatever. God damn it, dog. Sorry, the yelling way, at the, the dog because the dog decided that it's going to eat shoelaces. You son of a bitch. Uh, the Billy. way I explain it is like you, the rich people got their tax break, one point nine, right? We're getting our money in infrastructure. That's great because we all get to use it. We're sharing it with the rich people. Do you know what Elizabeth Warren snuck in to build back better though? What? I don't know if you realized it. It's like almost a form of your flat tax. It's a base corporate tax of 15%. So mm -hmm. you're never going to be able to close the loophole beyond 15%. Is it, you know, and, and I was actually thinking about, you know, what, what the tax system could look like, mm -hmm. you know, could you imagine if you got to pick, you know, instead of having your tax money go to the federal government, if you could just be like, Let's see here. So instead yeah. of, you know, it's like, I've got my social, you'll have like your base, like here's where this is going to go. So like social security, uh -huh. Medicare. Um, but then beyond that, it's like, okay, well, what else, what else could I pay? You know, where, where else mm -hmm. do I want my federal taxes to go? This is how much money I have left over. Defense. It's like, okay, I want to, you know, some people are going to go, I want my money to go to defense. I want my, some of my money to go to infrastructure. I want some of my right. money to go towards education. A dollar to each. Could you, you know, could you imagine if you got to sit down and say, you know what, I'm not big yeah. in supporting the military, but I want to, you know, support education yes. and healthcare and infrastructure. Or you have somebody who goes, yeah, I'm not really a big fan on supporting the education system, but I definitely need some more infrastructure for uh, policing in the military. Oh, and, yeah. And then that way, it's like, okay, people get to actually pick where they want that. It's, you know, find the policies that are working of welfare uh -huh. for, you know, food systems. Like, I wouldn't mind having my tax money go towards food benefits for, you know, people that need it in this country. Exactly. That's a that's like an endpoint dream of mine where we all vote on, like, a, where we put our 401k money, where we put our mm -hmm. tax dollars. Yeah. I think it would be fantastic to be able to I do that. I think it would. That's that's part of transparency to me, you know? Absolutely. Like, even if it was, like, a beta test faux thing, just to see how the government spent money and how people on an average would have ranked spending mm -hmm. money, right? 
to me right. that that would be a major thing. We're putting it into we're spending money to Israel, but look, people say that they wouldn't do that. You know, I would love to. I would love to actually get like a, a breakdown of yeah, it's like here's the taxes that you paid for for 2020. Mm-hmm. Here's where each like down to the penny got spent. That would be cool. I'd I would like love that. to see that personally because then yeah. it's like. Because then you would actually have this this information of oh okay so apparently only a penny a penny of mine went towards education I'm not really thrilled with that right or wow my money went to incarceration <laughs> yeah right. so you know I love the idea of being able to sit down and and see number one where my money's going but yeah. number two be able to say I don't want my money going there I don't support that because honestly I think what the unsaid thing about capitalism and democracy is that we fund our own destruction. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And we don't realize that. Like I always say I buy Northern, I buy um, Charmin because I don't buy Northern. Northern is the Koch brothers. Koch brothers represent a downfall of civilization to me. So I don't buy that, but you can, I don't, there's other things I buy, but other companies I won't support. I can't, I like, Fox? Nah, if the game's on Fox, I'm not going to watch ESPN. Hey, how you doing? You know what I mean? Like, I just don't randomly watch Fox now. I don't. I don't watch twenty. But that's me. Like, I I like to be feel good about that stuff. You know, absolutely. Other people, we need to start boycotting with our wallets as they take our votes away. I think. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's our maybe. money that. So Jeffrey, I watched. Uh, I've been been in the documentaries, and we're towards the end of the show, so it's the recommendation portion. It's called Music Box Jagged, and it's a documentary about Alanis Morissette. Mm, Nice. I didn't know anything about her. I mean, Jagged Little Pill came out, and I was like, oh, my God, a woman being honest and telling me everything. Ooh. So it was to me, it was like the encyclopedia. I would turn to uh, hand in my pocket and be like, Oh, that's what they're thinking. Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All those songs. But the documentary actually was like from when she was a young kid to like the work she's doing now. And she said something to me that was really upsetting. Hmm. And it made me think of something you were talking about. And it's this by the time women come out and into their own and stop giving a fucks, they've gone through like a trail of men just trying to destroy them. And she said, she had said like, it came to a point when I was 15 where every single man of every age hit on me. They didn't care. It was okay. And she said, I just knew it was going to happen. And I waited to find out how long it would take. And I was like, that's how every woman has to go through life until men just stop and be, being attracted to a woman, you know, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that she just did that album, and it wasn't about any one person, and all you know, it mm-hmm. just the way she's recovered in the end was really just it made me smile. She doesn't mm-hmm. look anything like Alanis Morissette, you know, that I remember, but she's just so nice and cool, and been through a buttload of therapy, and I really think it's something people should watch because it really shows you what you're doing to women and how it affects them when they're in later mm-hmm. life. I don't think those men would have hit on Alanis Morissette if they could have seen her crying about her therapy in the end of her life. I like to hope, you know? I'd like to hope that too. I just don't have as much faith in people as, as others do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, I, I mean, I remember when that came out and I was, you know, I want to say I was like nine, 10 years old when, right. when I remember it coming across, you know, VH1 and MTV and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's in looking back now, like I, I finally look back on nineties music. It's not my favorite. Right. I finally look back on it simply by the pure variety, like, especially when it came to, you know, girl power, women, rock bands, yeah. women fronted bands, no like, there was a Lilla lot Fair, all that. Yeah. yeah. Lisa Loeb, Alanis mm-hmm. Morissette, Meredith Brooke. Yeah. Um, you had a lot of really good music come out at that point where it's just like, you know, you had all of this corporatism bullshit and it was like in the spirit of grunge, this all just broke out and Bad. broke every piece of it. Yeah. And I think it was, and that was fantastic. But then, you know, in the same token, that faded just as fast with the advent of, you know, 
bubblegum pop super groups and and yeah. all of that mm. and it's and, it, and it's felt like that there's been somewhat of a void there since agreed that 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 moment in time musically was just so wild and so weird and yeah like i i I think of it as the you know the 90s standing the music industry on its head because they went from predictable hair bands and bubblegum pop girls and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was just like fucking dirty and it was just all over the place and it was fantastic and flannels and alanis morissette you You know know, like people were like it's such an angry album but i didn't get that from the album like uh head over feet and like uh, ironic i found i like i thought those were hopeful songs and like i said i didn't know what women were thinking so to get gwen stefani and alanis morissette to be like here fuck you here you know Mm -hmm. was so nice to me because women weren't honest they just tried pacifying me because i was that guy you know and now i look back and i'm like i didn't hurt women because of things that alanis morissette said she didn't like on jagged little pill there's things i didn't do because i heard her say that that hurt her you know and i think mm-hmm. she might like that she might appreciate that you know and that's and, and that's just it is like you know and in, in terms of how things have progressed musically like the 20 the 2020 era of people being able to record and produce their own music and put it out with a few uh-huh. clicks is absolutely fantastic to me yeah it is. and i hope i hope that we see a resurgence of music like we did in the in the 90s for for girl for girl groups you know and, and female fronted bands and yeah and and not just them but i mean lgbtq music and you know just just the entire gamut i love the fact that you know a person can write a hit song and not have a fucking you know record company involved i think it's fantastic Mm, i like that somebody can just write a song and be like i fucking like this and somebody putting it out and finding the audience you know what i mean i think i also watched a joan jett uh documentary and she was like nobody's pushing it let's just put it out ourselves and it just went global you know and it was like everybody loved it but record producers were like uh her no i wouldn't fuck her don't put it out (laughs) right right and it's just so funny to me that i mean she's in everything i've i don't know i i like documentaries i also started watching one on a band called pentagram so I don't know. I like music documentaries. I like seeing how people went through it. Joan mm-hmm. Jett did the same thing. Every man had to hit on her and she had to say no. You know, and it right. was just like, and it made me think that poor women, imagine how, how awesome a woman would be if they didn't have to just grow within a bowl that we made for them. Like if mm-hmm. they could be themselves strong without men going, oh no, you're great, but I w- you need to be great within my parameters and doing that through every man they meet, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Sorry. All right, this has been Public Access America. I guess we're all done. Any final comments? Uh, you know, take some time for yourself. Just take some time to enjoy what you got around you. Relax. Find some inner peace. That's all I got for today. All right. I love you. That's it. Have a great day, everybody. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright, tonight we prove once more. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children.
Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. To public, to public access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams Sunday on live YouTube. Streams. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, Twitter. Apple Podcasts, Podcast. Stitcher, Smart, Stitcher Radio, Smart Radio, Radio Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access public America. Access history, America. In making, history in the making. Making history making in the making. Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.